These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Communities across the Hunter kicked off NAIDOC Week celebrations on Monday with flag-raising ceremonies, art exhibitions and a wide variety of other festivities. This year's theme was Voice Treaty Truth, centred around working together for a shared future with Indigenous peoples. Lake Macquarie Council's Manager of Community Partnerships, Andrew Bryant, said the activities were a great way to start off the school holidays. So it's school holidays, so... Um Kids are off school and it's um, a really good, um, free, uh, interesting and and, um, cultural experience to involve, uh, involve your kids in. The search for a missing man at Talara ended tragically on Monday with police locating a body. Officers had been searching for the 61-year-old man since June 24. Police were called to Bushland, south of Talara Railway Station, where a body had been found. The death is not being treated as suspicious. Port Stephens Council approved a controversial high-rise development in Nelson Bay on Tuesday night, despite concerns from some sections of the community. The nine-storey Manta Ray apartment block will include 60 units, commercial space and three levels of basement parking. The Tomaree Ratepayers and Residents Association opposed the development. President Jeff Washington said building large apartment buildings will not bring permanent residents to the town. Most of those uh, buildings around this area of the Tomaree are held for, say, weekend use or for holiday lets. And uh, those of us who walk up and down the streets here, say at night time, know how many buildings just don't have any lights on. Mambo Wetlands was officially placed back in public hands on Tuesday night following Port Stephens Council meeting. Councillors voted to accept the transfer of seven lots on Port Stephens Drive at Salamander Bay and consolidate it with the existing Mambo Wetlands. It follows a three-year community campaign to have the land returned for koala habitat after it was sold off by the state government. Knights player Mitchell Pearce secured his first State of Origin Series win on Wednesday night after the Blues defeated the Maroons 26-20 in Sydney. Fellow Knights David Clemmer and Daniel Safidi were also part of the winning squad. Blues coach Brad Fittler applauded Pearce for his pass to Tom Travojevic, which led to James Tedesco's match-winning try. Mitchell Pearce found some space and give it to our two fastest blokes just about and they somehow managed to find a try and win the game for us. So really applaud Mitch for that. It was a beautiful pass and like I said, gave it to our fast blokes. That's what we spoke about all week. Coal ash dams at Vales Point and Araring Power Stations raised more concern on Wednesday following revelations the state government has no current plans to clean up the dams following their closure. A spokesperson for the New South Wales Treasurer revealed there are currently no EPA orders for the government to remediate the sites and no cost estimates for the remediation have been made. Greens MLC Abigail Boyd said the state government was playing word games. But what they're not saying is that the rehabilitation costs of the entire site after these power stations close will rest with the government and the government has failed to even put a conservative estimate on that cost. Newcastle's first driverless shuttle bus officially arrived on Wednesday. The 11-seater vehicle will undergo rigorous safety testing before customer services can begin along the harbour foreshore. The planned two-kilometre loop between Watt Street and Nombies Beach is expected to be a popular drawcard for tourists. Though the bus is technically driverless, Newcastle Transport assures there will be a chaperone on board every trip. 
It was revealed on Thursday a Charlestown apartment block has come under the spotlight in a New South Wales parliamentary inquiry into building standards. The controversial landmark building is one of several Hunter buildings to come under scrutiny during the inquiry. Greens MLC and Inquiry Chair David Shoebridge said the building is a microcosm of a statewide issue. I've visited that building, the landmark, and I've seen for myself the, the significant defects uh, which make parts of the building next to unlivable. And, and that's, that's a, a microcosm of all the problems that we're seeing across New South Wales. A catamaran capsized off the coast of Stockton on Thursday, claiming the lives of an elderly couple and another man. Emergency services, including water police, marine rescue and RAF members, were tasked to the incident just before 10.30am after an emergency beacon was activated. A 16-year-old girl and her 50-year-old father were found clinging to the upturned boat and were airlifted to the John Hunter Hospital. They've since been released. The teenage girl's 78-year-old grandparents perished in the accident. And tragedy again struck Stockton on Friday morning following the discovery of two bodies in separate parts of the suburb. A 75-year-old woman's body was located by a family member at a home on Newcastle Street early in the morning. Her 76-year-old husband's body was later retrieved from the water at Stockton Beach. Superintendent Jared Lawson said the incident had a devastating impact. It's so sad that these sort of things happen from time to time. You know, I won't be drawn on why or how or when. You know, it, it is. It's a tragedy. And, you know, even my police have been affected by the story this morning as more and more information becomes known. But at this stage, we're trying to collate all that information for the benefit of the coroner to try and determine, you know, what was really the root cause of this morning's incident.